Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Happy New Year. Our guests, what a way to kick off 2020, by the way. Carl Pilkington, I'm going to say this, one of the funniest people I've ever met. Uh, As you'll see from me um, laughing hard for the next hour. He was wonderful. What, what an amazing guy. His new sitcom, what a great idea. Um, it's, that's not the name of the sitcom. <laughs> Sick of it. Great idea. Carl plays the lead role and he also plays the part of the voice in his head. This sitcom is uh, essentially a beautiful illustration that our biggest enemy is invariably ourselves. And it's wonderful. So this is season two. Season two launches this week on Sky Atlantic and now TV. Sick of it. Yes, 10th of January. So look out look out for that. It is wonderful. I can vouch for it. Carl's brilliant. Everyone's brilliant in it. It's also shot beautifully as well. It takes a few twists and turns along the way. It's fantastic. Sick of it, starring Carl Pilkington, is out 10th of January, season two. Carl talks about everything in this. Um, getting outside your comfort zone. Talks us through... His life story, which is fascinating. Um, and again, the, the things that happened to get him where he is today. He talks about retirement. Carl had actually retired for a while because the thought of retirement sounds great to all of us, surely. And then he he, he returned with, with sick of it. I think he'd had enough of being retired. Wouldn't you love to find out what that feels like? And he also talks about the possibility of getting the podcast band back together with Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais. So this is a this is a great chat and Carl was a wonderful guest. It was really great to meet him. So uh, here he is, the wonderful Carl Pilkington. Carl, I'm so grateful to uh to have you on. So thanks thanks ever so much. No, 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 you know, I don't get asked to do that much stuff to be honest. So it's not really a perk or anything you've got here. It's not. Um but a lot of the time I, I can't be uh bothered because I feel like I've got nothing to say in sure. a way. But or it's all been said. But do you not think that but that uh, authenticity I think is why that's that and I, I, this is a compliment. I, I don't want to make you awkward or anything, but uh I think people love you so much because you are honest. There's no I mean we were chatting before there's no there's no BS is there, you know? Well it's easier that way because I just think you get caught out, don't you? 
because people remember stuff. It must be exhausting. In fact, as well. they remember stuff more than I do, because that's that's the one thing that is weird. You know, when because like I said, I've done podcasts and all that, um, talked to, done books written about stuff that's happened in my life or whatever, and people remember it more than I do. Yeah. So they come up and say, "Oh, I love that thing you talked about with right there," and, and it's kind of like what. And it's it's weird. It's really it's like I've got dementia or something, and people are almost like a family member, and they're telling me stuff that I've gone through. But <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then the more they explain it, I go, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. But to me, it happened to me once, or I said it once. And why would you? Re- why would I listen back? From... And it's funny how you know people sort of remembered all the detail that I talked about, but to me, it's gone. And I feel like with all the travel stuff and everything that I've done. You know, it's almost like I've done too much in a short space of time. And I can hardly remember any of it. It's like snapshots. All the travel that I've done, there's some people who live a lifetime and sure. don't go to all the places they've been to. So to do it all in the space of like four years, I think I went around the world like two and a half times or something. So you kind of have little snapshots, but it's it was all too much for me. And my brain can't... I know my brain's not that good. Really, when it there's loads of problems with it, but one of the things is like memories and stuff, really flaky now. So um, it is weird. That's and I'll never get used to that either. People coming up and how is your uh, you know Uncle Stan and all that? Sure, it's like it died ages ago. Yeah, and then they're shocked. It's almost like they're sad about that because I I should have warned. Sort of. By the way, before we chat, the following things have happened. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. A little catch up, like one of those things you get before a program previously. (laughs) A little, but um, but yeah, it, it is. It, it's odd, but my point was there that yeah, you can't you can't really bullshit, and it's better not to. What, what's the point? Totally. What's the point. In terms of that memory thing, you know, there's an American comedian called Jay Moore, and he said he made a movie with Eddie Murphy, right? And he's a big Eddie Murphy fan, and he said he was quoting Eddie Murphy's material back to him from the earlier. Oh, do you remember this on Raw? Do you remember this on Delirious? Do you remember this on? And it, and he said it was so always that Eddie Murphy. Didn't know what he was talking. He was going, oh yeah, and then he goes, he goes, of course, because Eddie Murphy's lived that. Why would he still remember stuff yeah. from nineteen? I've probably done a lot more since. Yeah, I think that's the thing. You, you can't remember it all. It's just you know you sort of move on, and especially on that travel stuff that I did because it was always a bit of a shock to the system anyway. You know, and if you're dealing with something as a surprise. I think it's like your brain's getting rid of stuff you don't need to remember anymore to deal with what's in front of you now, I think. Yeah. It was all like... I, no, I think that is a thing. I, it's hard to explain, but... Your brain can only store so much. Yeah. And then I think your brain, from what I understand, <laughs> makes the call, you don't need this anymore. I know. You got, you, the stuff that's happening now is more important. So but that's what, annoying, though, isn't it? When it, it remembers, yeah, of course it is. It remembers a bit, but not enough to be useful. Yeah. It's like, well, forget it all, then. Yeah. Don't yeah. bother remembering that you once, you know, that, that's what happens on quiz shows and stuff. They sort of have a question and you you go, I know this. And you and you do, but you don't. And it's kind of like, just forget it then. <laughs> just, just it's better off just going, I don't know. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I mean, yeah, it is crowbarring it in. I suppose the sick of it thing that I've been doing is about that relationship with me and me brain and the way it thinks and stuff like that. The great thing about sick of it i was telling i was telling someone in the, the balance office yeah. about it and I went, what's that i've never heard of it no 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 but they went how has 
how has that not been done before? You know, because it's such a... Yeah. You know, the, be- the best ideas ever, in my opinion, are the simple ones yeah. where you go... Jeff Bridges says this in the film Crazy Heart. He plays this song, and Maggie Gyllenhaal goes, Oh, I've heard that before. And he goes, No, the sign of a classic is it when you think... It Yeah. And, that, and and I think the, the genius of Sick of It is when you hear what the synopsis is and you go... Bloody hell, what a great idea yeah. for a for a show. I mean, I don't know if it has been done. There might have been different versions of it. I don't think... It, I mean, I don't think it, it has For been. me, it was just that thing of most sort of... Most telly, most written things uh, are about relationships of loads of different people, as if people always have loads of friends and stuff yeah. there for them. Yeah. And that isn't always the case. Do you know what I mean? You, there's a lot of people out there sort of on their own and yeah. have to work stuff out on their own. And it's that battle of... You know, working stuff out, and am I doing the right thing? Is this the right thing? This is what I think I should do, but is that going to piss people off? And is that is that battle that you have of are you meant to please yourself or other people and stuff like that? So, I think people could relate to it. I think but, everyone can um, relate to it, Carl. Honestly, yeah. But I always felt like it was a, it was a tough thing to switch from. You know, going from like the podcast stuff. To the travel stuff to this is quite a big leap, and it's been really hard for people to sort of. They, they, they were like, "I'm not expecting that. I'm not expecting it to be like that." Thought it was going to be a bit, um, bit dafter, or you know, I, I, I want to hear like the stuff from you, and it's like, well, it is from me. It's just that um, it's kind of my thoughts and worries, but put into a little story. And it's funny how they, they, they struggle. They, a lot of people who were really into what I do, it was a bit too much for them. They're like, oh, I couldn't get my head around what you were trying to say then. But you've got to do what you want to do. You can't... I could have quite easily just kept doing, you know, radio or podcasts or travel. But there comes a point when you go, I'm, I'm done with that. Totally. And I don't just want to go and go through with it just to take the money. You know, it worked because what was going on in my head during those travels was what was going on in my head. I wasn't comfortable. But if you keep getting put into situations, you get used to it. There was a point when Bear Grylls probably went, oh, I don't know about drinking my own piss. I don't know if I can do it. No, he loves it. And it's not the same, is it? If he was on I'm a Celebrity, people wouldn't enjoy watching him. Because no. it's not a, no, going, it's oh, not a challenge. This. Yeah, I yeah. like this. I yeah. like that. Yeah. So you've got to sort of know when to go, enough's enough. And I'm going to have a go at something else. And um, maybe some people drop off and go, oh, it's not it's not for me. But I hope that some other people went, well, I didn't like his other stuff, but I like this. But it's quite hard to get people who have made up their mind about you to give you a go Absolutely. on something else. It's yeah. so hard. And I, even with doing this, I sort of wonder, you know, especially with podcasts, because you can click on it and say, like, they look at, they've listened to your podcast before and they go... Oh yeah, I like that person. I'll listen to that. Listen to that. Just because they listen to your podcast doesn't mean they listen to every one. You handpick, yeah, don't you? Of course you do. So maybe I'm still talking to people who have you know heard me chatting on radio shows and everything, and I'm not getting to anyone new. And I think that's been the the biggest struggle for moving on, like getting people, getting new people to give this sick of it, sick of it a go. And you can't, like you said, you can't sort of bullshit. Um, there's no point selling it as something else that it isn't because they'll know within a few minutes of watching it that it's like, oh, this isn't like the travel stuff. But I just, I don't know, people um, 
they don't give stuff a chance these days, do they? Very sort of, there's always something else you could be doing. So if they don't like something within, I don't know, five minutes, they're off. I'll download something else. I'll stream something else. I'll listen to something else. I'll, I'll talk to yeah. people on social media. Yeah. There's too much to do. So it's it's like next, next, you know, and they move on. So that's the problem I've got with this. I mean, we were talking about things in the in the eighties before we went on air. Now, back in the eighties, I'm not romanticising the past. I'm perfectly happy here now. But say a show like Cheers in in America, yeah. probably the, maybe the, maybe yeah. the greatest sitcom ever. Yeah, no, it was good. The first series was dead last in the. It was like sixty second out of sixty two shows or something like that. Really, I mean that would have been taught if that was made it now. It would have been binned after five episodes. Only fools and horses. The first series didn't do great. I don't think. And you know, again, for many, the great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's episode, like, yeah, yeah. I remember watching one of the, the early ones that, and it's it's almost like a different. It is like show, a different show, different tone, and everything. Yeah. But you get to know the characters over time, don't you? And I was thinking. Like, I don't know how Only Fools and Horses would do if it came out now. And yet, people now like watching it back. Yeah. But they let it go for its little sort of, I don't know, old-fashioned ways, a laughter track or whatever. But um, did Only Fools and Horses have a laughter track? I think they... Or did they bin it? After no, I think it, was a, I think it was a studio audience. Studio audience. And then right. I think they played, when they'd shot uh, VTs, you know, outdoor stuff, I think they played that to a studio audience. Right, right. And but, I only because a mate went to a recording and he said it's mad because the nag said he's next to the flat and Oh you know, right. Yeah. Can you imagine that? I mean it'd be great, I mean, a great thing to see, wouldn't it? But it must totally take you out of <laughs> yeah, yeah, the story. Yeah, Stop true. everyone, right? Put your coat on, we're going to the next But um yeah, it, it's it's hard at the moment. I just think because there's so much stuff out there. Um that's some good stuff. Probably totally unknown because no one saw it. I mean, I think that is that's that is a, that's the sadness in that there will be some classic shows that after one series, yeah, because it's not getting the 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 viewing figures. It's not testing right. It's like it's, moved on. It's not going to. It's not going to get it's the second series. So that's life, though, isn't it? I mean, that was. I mean, that was. I mean, that in itself, the fact that you've hit the second series. I mean, that's that must feel nice. Yeah, I remember when we'd finished doing series one. I was like, oh. That was hard. That was too hard, that. I uh, don't want to do any more. And I always have that. I, there's always a period of, of that, whatever I've done. I think it's an insecurity, like... Almost like getting myself ready for people to slag it off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, you're yeah. right, I'm not good enough. I shouldn't have been doing it. Um, and... And then when I, once time passed, stepped back a bit, I looked at it, I was like, there's not much of change... You know, that's the sort of tone of stuff that I like and the, the simpleness of it and what have you. Um, and then, yeah, when they said about a second, uh, we, we'd literally just... We were still editing the first. The fella from Sky came in said, what about the second series? And I was like, oh, shut up. You know, it's always that sort of thing of, what are you doing next? Do more, do more. It's like, well, we don't know if anyone likes this yet. So it hadn't even come out yet? No. No, wow. it hadn't even come out. That's a real... No, that's right. I mean, that's a feather in your cap, though, isn't it? It is, but... A bit of me is like, how much do you like it? What did you like about it? Is there anything we can make better? I'm not slagging John off, you know, he's given me an opportunity here. But a bit of me sometimes wants a little bit of a slagging or... To what, to rage against? Yeah, something to either have an argument about and fight your corner so you know that what you're trying to do is right or or just how other people see it. You know, I don't really do that much social media, but I get stuff... 
I've got like a Facebook page and now and again if I'm it's mainly when I'm sat on the toilet I'll always look. I'll just do a little quick thing of what feedback I'm the same. is. Great toilet it's, voyeur. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Which is a bit annoying because I used to like that time as being really sort of zen and absolutely nothing going on. But, you know, you've, you've, you've got to cram something in so every bit what of time. What have we all done to our brains? I know, it's, mad, it's, isn't it? it's really bad. Yeah. It's, not, it's not good. Um, so, and I like the feedback. And as long as people can slag something off, if I sort of read it and go, do you know what? They've got a point there. That's a good one. That I'll remember that. Cheers for that. Because people just sort of. Going, oh, I love what you love everything you do. You kind of like, well, you you can't, you can't love everything I do. There's no way I don't believe you because you can love the Beatles and still flag the, 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 a couple the of tracks or whatever. Like, yeah. you go, oh, yeah. what were they thinking? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I do, I, I do struggle when there hasn't been any time just to sit back and go right. Let's think about every day that we filmed and every storyline and every scene, and could we have made that better? You know, sometimes it comes out better than you thought it would. Um, but it seems boring. But yeah, yeah. Basically, we got the go ahead for that second series, and I, I don't think there needs to be uh, another now. I kind of feel like it's a nice ending, uh, and I don't know. It's just what I said to you about the travel stuff. It just feels like sometimes it's nice to what stick a flag in it. Yeah, yeah, just go, that, that's that's enough. I'm sure we could drag it out for another series and it'd probably be all right. But I kind of like the way it ends on this one because I'm not into the everything's rosy type of uh, stories. Everything works out in the end because it doesn't in life. It doesn't. You get on with it and you look back at stuff and go, well, it wasn't that bad, was it? But it, I don't like um, the sort of... I think of the sort of films I'm talking about. Just, just those films where everything's Tied ticked off. Yeah, everyone's happy. It's like it doesn't happen. But that isn't a bad thing either. As long as you learn from your mistake or whatever, you move on. And I, It's weird with me because I'd say in my life, a lot of memories that I've got are the bits where it didn't quite work out or it's rough time. Yeah. But they're the ones you look at and go, oh, remember that? You know, that struggle. It's a good time, that. That's right. That's sort of, um, you know, close. It's like you're on the edge of this could all turn to shit or it could happen. And you haven't quite got enough money, but you're getting by and you're going, this, this might be it. Because that's the it's adventure, a, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And once you've got it, it's never as good anyway, is it? It's that like a dream. So, mate, 100%. A dream, you know, it's kind of like don't, don't achieve your dreams because it won't be as good and then you've got to think of a new dream because you've got that one. So... It, I haven't. For me, when I was younger, it was always getting on the radio. That's the one so thing. When you were a kid, you wanted to be well, on the radio. Yeah, well, by about the age of eleven, um, I was rubbish at school. Did rubbish at school, but there was always music on in the house. My mum always had the radio on. Brother and sister had music, um, and after school, I'd sort of draw. I'd, I'd, I'd sit at the top of the stairs, just drawing with Piccadilly Radio on and uh, in Manchester. Mate, and I had the exact same life. Yeah. I'd sit in my bedroom, drawing, yeah. listening to yeah, was, maybe, I, dead, dead maybe Steve Wright on Radio 1, right, something right. like that. <laughs> and, and, that, that uh, and I used to hear them, and I like, back then, radio was different, wasn't it? Now it's all, how many songs can we play in an hour? We've got another four coming up non-stop, keep listening there. So adverts. true. Whereas then, it was like local people talking Talky about bits. stuff that, at places I knew, and the accents were like mine, and I kind of related to him, and, and I like the way... That is so true. Yeah, no, it's... it's a mate of mine got a job at a big radio station, 
com- I can't say who, no. but I think he was expecting, because he's a comedian, he was expecting mm. what you're saying there. I'm going to talk loads about things that have happened. It. He says he barely said a word. No, well, that, well. Coming up next, Fergal Sharky. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And want, maybe it won't be Fergal Sharky. But <laughs> maybe now that's what people want because they're too busy and they're probably doing other stuff whilst the radio is on. But maybe that's why but podcasts are popular. I think because yeah. people do enjoy the yeah. the, the chat. I know? love them. Steve Wright used to do talky bits. He even yeah. called it a talky bit, and he's him and him and his. I'm going to use the word posse, but that's what he called them. And they talked for like twenty minutes. About, yeah, they did about whatever. You but know. that's gone from his totally. show now, isn't it? Yeah. And interviews. I've heard myself on his show, and it and it's edited. It's out of. Um, Takes breaths out on that to speed it up. Really? Yeah. So I heard it. I was like, "That's not me." That's it's, 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 I mean, I sound like quick. I'm on yeah. drugs here. I'm whizzing through, and um, <laughs> it's probably because he's like, "I've got to get to you know the uh, factoids. I've got to get that factoids, in before the top of the hour." Right. You know, what I mean? he's, got, he's, got a, he's got a lot to cram in. Whereas podcasts, <laughs> podcasts are like, there's no time limit. When you're done, you're done. That's right. And if you're a listener, if you've had enough, you can stop it. Go back to it later. Totally. Um, oh, my, tra- my stop's here. I'll, uh, you know, I'll get off here. That, and that's you know, it. Five that's o'clock, it. I'll put it back It's on. not Steve Wright's fault. He's doing a, you know, he's, he's a bit of a radio uh, legend, isn't he's he? He's a legend. But at the end of the day, he's he's got to do that. He's aware that he's got to keep things moving and cramming in. He's got to get this promo in. and So, um, yeah, that's how radio used to be back then, just really loose. So different. Loose is, a, is, is the word, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you might watch a film like Good Morning Vietnam... I mean that, mate. I that's mean, right. Yeah, I, mean, that's absolute... I love that. I love that. What was that, what was that? about? Eighty, eighty-eight or something? Yeah, around that, isn't it? Because um, that's what in my. I'm like you. I, I loved radio so much. So in my mind, these guys were heroes. Yeah. they're like Robin Williams. In but that the weird movie. thing is, when you met them, you thought, "Oh God, they're a bit geeky." <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. But um, first time I saw what Steve Wright looked like, I thought that doesn't go with that voice. But that doesn't happen anymore, <laughs> does it? If you want to know what a presenter looks like, you go on the website. Yeah. There they are. They've done a video. There used to be that thing. Yeah. I remember going into <laughs> Manchester when I was into Piccadilly Radio, and they had these big windows on. Um, is it great? Is it Portland Street there? It was in the Plaza anyway, yeah. in Manchester Piccadilly, and they had these big windows, and they had like big. 20 foot posters of some of the presenters' faces, yeah. And I knew they were the presenters, but I didn't know who they were. I'll tell you what, yeah, you know, it was this mystery. I wonder when I hear them talking in the morning, is that is that him? And it was funny because I was with some friends over the weekend who were talking about podcasts, and I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm a big fan of uh, Bob Mortimer. And he does one, doesn't he? Some, uh, Atletico some mince. Mince. Yeah. and they were talking about it, and they're going, Oh, it's really funny, and and I said, yeah, I've heard about it. It's him and his mate in it. And then this woman was like, no, it's not his mate. The other person's um, one of the airy bikers. Oh. And I was like, no, I don't think it is. I've seen a picture of him and it was just some other bloke. And then her husband was like, yeah, no, no, it's not an airy biker, but because of the accent. And it was just interesting. Now, she'd been listening to it for ages and ages. And she's been picturing... The airy biker Amazing. talking. And she was like, oh, that's weird. That, that sort of ruins it a bit now. <laughs> oh, no! But, but at the same time, it just goes to show you your imagination is great, isn't it? It is, yeah. And, and right. that was the other thing. It's like, when I did Sick of It, some people were like, yeah, it was all right, but I'd love it if you did, like, a, a series talking, like, a, dra- a comedy thing of, like, what your life was like growing up, all the stories you've talked about on the radio and podcasts like film them and it's like it would never be as good as you you've pictured it in your head all the stories i've talked about growing up on the estate and that you've you've imagined them in your head and it'll, it'll, it's better than it's ever going to be if i pick someone to play the part of me mum and dad you, oh that isn't our pictures your mum and dad and also some of those shows haven't worked out great well, they, have, they? they haven't yeah. they haven't 
They haven't. So, but people don't always really know what they want. They think they know what they want. Then when you give it and they go, oh, you shouldn't have done that. I prefer it on the podcast because yeah. that's what happened. We did, you know... Because um, you're telling it as like a raconteur yeah. and you tell it as a great anecdote. Yeah. And then suddenly... for whatever reason, if you... And also, we love to use our imagination, yes. don't we? So it's yeah. when you tell those stories and we're, we're at home listening... That's what I'm saying. Going, oh, it's like you can't beat amazing. someone's imagination. Yeah. They'll be happy with what they're creating in their head, so yeah. why change it? And it, But it's, it's the same, you know. It's like, for people who have never heard of me before, I did radio and... How did you catch who, that break into radio then? It's a weird one because it came at quite a, a, a time when I thought my life was going to change for the worse in a way. Um... Like I say, I listened to the radio as a kid and thought, yeah, well, I'll do that. And I did a bit of DJing, you know, I got decks and that. And then um, my dad had to have a heart operation. And, like, uh, this was about 87? Yeah. 88. And I remember, like, my mum was dead worried. It was quite a big deal back then. I think the operation he had wasn't... Now they do it and you're sure. in and out in a day. Yeah. But back then it was almost like we've you know we've got the world's best doctors in for this. Uh, oh god. I don't think so. I mean it's within your hospital in Manchester, but they got in people yeah. who can mess about with arts. And um they got on with that and my dad sort of said to me before, and you know, this isn't straightforward. Might not come out of this. You've got to look after your mum. And my mum was like dead upset. I remember we went to the Withenshaw Hospital, left him, went home. And my mum was sat on the end of the bed, sort of really upset. And I kind of felt like, shit, if this goes wrong, this could change everything. Because suddenly you feel like you've got a responsibility. I'm like, I've got to look after everything. And um, that I remember thinking, oh, I don't, I don't like this. So I went from that to then visiting my dad after the operation. He turned out all right. Visiting him in the hospital. And a lad coming round going, do you want, do you want a request? on?" Um, on the radio. And I was like, what, what, what are you doing? And he said, oh, we do um, hospital radio. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Well, How does that work? And he's like, well, you, I said, do you get paid? He said, no, you don't get paid. It's voluntary, but you play records and you... T-. He said, oh, right, how do you get into that? And he was like, oh, just send us a note if you're interested. Send a letter in and uh, we'll get back to you. And that's how it started. So it's weird that there was this point in my life that could have been... It could have been a different... You know, like sliding doors. Totally. Could, my dad could have died. I could have ended up having to look after my mum. I wouldn't have had the opportunities. I wouldn't have moved to London. No, no, no. So that could have changed, but it went the other way. And like going to the hospital, meeting that, and then I, I did hospital radio for a bit and um, met someone who knew someone at Piccadilly who did a night shift and they used to help answer his phones and that. And he was like, I can't do it anymore. I think he was moving to Kent or something. And he said, do you want to go in and uh, answer the phones? And I thought, Definitely. I bet you couldn't believe it. Definitely. Uh, it's, it's so weird. To go from visiting your dad yeah. to hospital radio yeah, to, to now you get in. the break in this. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're not and it's pro- just getting your foot in the door. Manchester, it? such an like the Piccadilly oh, radio, yeah, such yeah, an iconic. Ma- it was massive. I yeah. mean, back then as well, it was massive. Chris Evans caught his Chris break Evans there. Chris Evans was on there. Um, yeah, quite a few names, like Timmy Mallet. Uh, I know it's not the same, but um, Gary Davis. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of radio people who came through there. And, um, and once I got my foot in there, that was it. It was like... I'm not letting this go because I, I knew I knew, like by that point, my exams were shit. I really wanted to. I knew that it was like this is what I wanted. This is the dream sort of thing. And um, once I got in there, I just whilst they answered the phones, I just go into studios and teach myself to edit. 
doing little demo tapes and stuff. And um, and then I started, I kind of started earning money putting out pre-recorded shows. Like, you know, presenters who didn't want to work at the weekend used to just record all the links on and a bit of tape. You'd have had the passion that a lot of those guys... Oh, I loved it. I'm not knocking any any other, other guys there, but because this was your boyhood dream, yeah, you've I got all the passion, the energy, it. the enthusiasm. Yeah, you know. and I was getting paid. And that was my life, in a way. For years, I just... I spent most of my time there. If there was any any work that was there and a chance to earn some money doing what I like, I just took it. And I basically lived there. I mean, I, I buggered myself up, I think, because... I remember being physically sick from were, being tired, yeah. But kind of like, no, I've said I'll do it, and uh, um, and yeah, it's just all come from that point. And I've never got a job through like an interview. I've never had to go into an interview and sell myself. It's been sort of from that point, get me foot in, organic, and then like proving, yeah, that it's like, no, oh, I can, I can do this. Just give us a chance. I'll do it, and I'll work hard, and then. That's better than any sort of, of qualification is. or bigging yourself. Because anyone can wing an interview, can't they? You can, yeah. We've all been there. I mean, I've interviewed people in the interview. Wow! And then within and then, like two weeks, you're like, oh, what a mistake. Crikey. But you that know. is weird. Though. Such that's a what you say. You can sort of say anyone can wing it, but that's where I, I just can't. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of things. But you miss out on great people because they can't do an interview. Because you can't do an interview. I mean, on the, you know, you see The Apprentice. You know, yeah. there's some proper bullshitters on there. It's a proper skill, isn't it? But I. I remember um, how many years ago? It might have been seven years. I don't know. It might be further back than that. But my agent, when I first moved to London and I'd been doing the radio with Ricky and Steve, and he was like, oh, there's a there's an actor's part come up. Uh, you've just got to go to the casting. And that was probably the first time it, it felt like a proper interview. And it's demeaning as well, isn't it? it? Totally bottled yeah. it. Got in there. I could hear the people in this room acting out this scene. Yeah. I hadn't really learned it. I yeah. kind of thought I'll just I'll just sort of do a version of that. And um I could hear this. In fact, I know who it was. It was a bloke called Ray Peacock who does podcasts. Yeah. Ian Bolton's real name, isn't it? Right. Well, I've I've only met him at that place. And he came out and he was really big. He's quite a big performer and that, isn't he? And I was out. How I was that, and he's like, "Yeah, good." And I just thought, "I can't, I can't do this." But I didn't want to be rude and just leg it. I thought I'll have to go in and tell him. I just went in straight away and went, "Look, I don't want to waste your time. This isn't for me. I don't want to put you through this. I don't want to put myself through it. I don't want to do a, a walked off." And the agent was like, "What are you doing? That's a missed opportunity." He's like, "Well, not really. It's not what I want. You told me to come here, and yeah, maybe it was an opportunity, but it's not one I'm ready for at this moment in time. And if there's one thing I know about myself." It's I've I've got to be comfortable with that thing. If I'm not, I'm a mess. And that's what Ricky and Steve picked up on on the travel stuff, dropping me in situations that I haven't prepared myself for. I, I, I break down. I'm rubbish at it. I'm not, you know, like James Bond, he's like, he can think he can add it all. Day. Yeah. He's just like, I can deal with this. I'm, I'd be, I'd, I'd just go, oh God, uh, and that'd be the end of me. So I wasn't ready for that. And Good for it, you. But it's weird how... I don't know how many years ago that was. That's what I've ended up doing. In but on my your own terms, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in my own time. So um, when people say that line about, oh, if something comes along, grasp it. Take, take every opportunity that comes along. Sometimes, no, don't do not do that. Think about it. But don't, don't like, spur of the moment, this could be it. Well, yeah, but is it what you want? And is this the... There's other paths to where you want to get. It's like sat-nav, innit? It always sends you the route everybody else has been sent on. 
Yeah. Which means right. that it's not the quickest route, no. it's not the best route. Go a different route. And you'll get there. You'll still get there. You might get lost on the way and find something else. But it's that thing of, you know, there isn't... It's like when people say, what advice do you give? It's like, I don't, I don't want to give you advice because it might not work for you. You've got to work out what's right. So true. Yeah. So, um, and it's worked out, you know, it's kind of... Everything's not, you know, as good as I thought it could have been. Could have tried harder, could have... But it's kind of all right. I'm happy with me lot. So, um, pretty, uh, pretty heavy, that, isn't it? No, no, I mean, I'm, I, I, that was, that was I, one of those for me. I don't know where that, that came from. That was, that was like a Mandela. <laughs> I, I didn't know I had that in me. But, I mean, it's, it's amazing because then you, you got moved to London. Yeah. So what, was that your choice or was that through that the That was station? my only choice, to be honest. Um, I used was to it be... Either, was it move to London or get made redundant? Well, I was made redundant. Well, sacked. That, 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 I got told that. You, yeah. I, I lived in Leeds. was yeah, a sports yeah. writer. You, you, you either get... You're gonna make, we're going to make redundant or you oh, move yeah. to London. Well, it was a bit different from London. that. It was... So, so uh, you, then got mean, made redundant. You, mean, <laughs> you mean they sent you to London. Yeah. It's like there's a job there. Well, I, I had a job at Piccadilly. I had a job on air doing my own show through the night. Got sacked off that for talking too much because the station had changed a bit. Yeah. And um, Steve Penk, who used to do the breakfast show, he I used to produce his breakfast show after after I did a night shift from two till six. So you hosted your own show two did till my six. Own show two till six, and then after that I had to produce the breakfast show. What do you mean six you got to talk too much? Yeah. What do they want? More music? Yeah. The strap line was like Key One Hundred Three, the most music, and I was playing about three songs an hour. And I kind of thought, because it's through the night... Do those recordings still exist? I doubt it. Well, they, I doubt it, because that was one of my jobs to put in. It was videotapes, and you had, like, three video recorders recording all the output yeah. of the station. Yeah. And it was your job to sort of change those tapes, and there's times I forgot. Sure. So, I, I suppose technology... I, I don't know. Yeah. They haven't cropped up yet, and that must have been, what, early 90s. So, um... Yeah, I'd just waffle on. And oh, and then, sorry, Steve Penk, you were saying. Steve Penk, so I'd, I'd pre- so I'd do my four hours, and then I'd, I'd answer calls for Steve Penk and make promos for his show, uh, make him tea, uh, set up callers, you know. It's just it's just all that sort of producing thing. People always go, oh, but, you know, people say Carl's daft and that, but he was a radio producer, you know, as if, like, you have to be bright. To do- I know this to radio producers out there, but it's not hard. It really isn't. Unless you're on like maybe Five Live or Radio Four, where you you maybe listening to interviews and you're going, "Oh, that's liable" or whatever. But I was just dealing with putting Edna on, who's requesting Elvis. Do you know what I mean? There's, there was nothing hard about it. There was no there was no struggle. So, um, so yeah, so I did that. But the boss, they used to do these things called snoop tapes, where they'd listen to your show, and they'd just get you in for a meeting and play it to you in front of you. And I remember, like, one link that, you know, I was talking for about four minutes or something, and he was just sat there looking at his watch, like, as if to say, how much long is this going on? And he stopped it. He went, ah, I, you know, you've got to stop doing this, otherwise, you know, we, you're not right for the station. I was like, all right, all right, all right. I walked off, and then uh, I kind of carried on, because I thought, well, I don't just want to do that sort of... Uh, China sure. Crisis there, and they're coming up, boys to men, stay there, there's 20 to 4 in the morning. And I used to sort of think, the people listening to it are security men, nurses, cab drivers. They all want 
So, you know, the callers used to enjoy the stories or the competition. They want the communication, competitions, they? yeah. And, and I used to say that, and they were like, it's not our strap line. It's like, yeah, but the, I was here before the strap line. Yeah. And, and I used to listen to this station before that strap line. There's people out there who don't all want to hear the same fucking four songs. You know, every... I mean, it really was tight. I'll make love I can remember the you. CD numbers of some of these, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, um, Because it was just like the same shit. And... I, even that, I'd changed the music a little. I didn't go mad, but I didn't always play the same, the, the right songs. But um, so I carried on, and in the end, they got me in, and uh, and sacked me from doing the show. But Steve Pank and this woman called Rose, who was the boss's PA, so you know he's a good he's a good lad. He works hard. He can still carry on doing the technical operating and the producing. So at least I was earning some money. I was a bit gutted I was off air, but I didn't want to do a show that meant... That you didn't you know, want to do. Yeah. Th- no, not through the night. Mm. It was doing me no good. Yeah. Really unhealthy lifestyle, isn't yeah. it? Being up all night. Yeah. Just to play like in Boys to Men every night. So I thought, well, that, that's the end of that. I, I always wanted to do it. It was the dream. Again, a bit like what I said earlier. Sometimes the dream isn't as good as the dream. It's, uh, you know, so it's the end of that dream. But I've got a job and just produce a show and then... Steve Penk left to come to London, got a capital, and I can't remember who took over the breakfast show, but someone did who, who had their mate to be the producer. And I got into production, which meant like doing all the promos for the station, like sort of all technical term here for people who don't know, but basically yeah. just like making adverts and yeah. stuff. But even that, there was three of us doing that, and then I think there must have been a recession, and they said, we don't want three of you doing it, we just need one of you doing it. So I was sort of, when you say redundancy, that normally means you're given some money, doesn't it? Oh, I've had times where being made redundant and given no nothing. Money. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that was the case with this yeah. one. It was like like maybe one month, and it was like well, halfway through the month anyway. So yeah. it was like a couple of weeks' wages. And then Steve Penk, who was coming to London, said, "Have a word with this boss of Capital." I was like, oh, I don't know. But I was with Suzanne then, my girlfriend, and she just said, look, you've got nothing else going so on. So why not? Why not? And yeah. I was like, I don't want to go to London. What do I want to go to London for? This is where my life is, isn't that? Yeah, but there's nothing going on here. So I called up and they got me in for a meeting. In fact, it was really good. I think rather than the redundancy, the station gave me tickets to see Michael Jackson at Wembley. Brilliant, that, isn't it? Got a mortgage to pay. Not giving you any money, but here's some tickets to see Jacko. Anyway, I took them, and what I did was I arranged to have the meeting with the bloke at Capital FM when I was down here ah, to see Michael Jackson. Nice. So, um, so that sort of covered the train fare and everything. So I went in, met him, got on with him all right, and he was like, nothing's here at the minute. You can't work with Steve Payne. We've got our own producers, but yep. we'll give you, um, you know, something might come up. And, and that's where it all sort of started. They gave me a job at... Um, they were meant to be buying Virgin Radio, but it fell through. And they'd sent me to a station in Kent, in Victor, to do training because all the equipment was different. I was used to using reel-to-reel yeah. on tape. But by this point, in London, it was all digital editing. So we were a bit behind in Manchester. I didn't even use email. I remember coming down here and it was like, set up your email account. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? It was like I'd gone into the future. Yeah. Like I'd been in a coma and gone, what, like a caveman who had just been dropped into this world. Set up an email and going, I don't know what you mean. And I remember sending my first email and then the boss coming down going, why are you shouting? What's up shouting? I thought, oh, yeah. oh, everything's in capitals. And going, well, yeah. 
So what? That's how I write. Because when I write yeah. in print, everything's capital. So why keep having to press this button for certain words to have a big letter? So I was like, just caps lock it, sending everything. <laughs> it's like he's mad him, that northern bloke. He's shouting at everyone. Anyway, so so that's where it all started. I was sent there to do my training and um, on the hope that I was living in London or rented a flat in London because I said to the boss, I have not left Manchester to work at a tin pot. No disrespect to the station there, but it was a bit crap. It's gone now. Station in Kent. I haven't left Manchester to work there. I've come I've come to work in London. Sure. So he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, that station fell through. Dying Virgin yeah. fell through. Mm. I think that's when Chris Evans bought it or something. Ah, uh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the boss was like, don't worry, we're going to be buying this station that we think suited for you, which was XFM. Yeah. So it kind of all worked out. It was a battle, and I was driving to Kent and back every day. I had to get up at like five in the morning to get over to, it was near Whitstable, and I lived on the Docklands, so I was near the Blackwall Tunnel and stuff. But I was really, I was just working like a nutter. Girlfriend was with me, she didn't have a job yet. I had a flat in Salford on a mortgage that I was struggling to pay for as well as the rent. And I think I'd saved up money. I'd always been... A good saver. A good saver. Yeah. I always wanted to make money, and I didn't really know what it was for. But I always saw it as a security. It's like my dad always struggled but paid the bills, and it was like that was in my head. It's like you've got to pay your way, you've got to pay your way. So I was always like, oh, money, 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 making money. From a young age as well, like just always coming up with ideas, making money. So um, I'd literally spent all my savings on this flat in Salford and the renting a flat in London and... You know, my mum and dad didn't have any money. And they always talk about the time when they came down to visit and I was really struggling. Like, you know, they knew that it was all coming to an end. It looked like I'd probably have to move back. And then I got a phone call from um, uh, an state agent in Manchester saying, we can let you flat out. I was like, oh, God, that'll help big time. Because it was quite a rough bit of town, so I was thinking no one's going to want to rent it. Someone rented it, and then I think like a day after, someone called and Suzanne got a job. So it, suddenly it was like oh, double God. whammy of double, goodness. Yeah, it's like we were so close. It's that thing again of like we've got we've tried, Sliding doors hasn't again. worked out. We've got to go. But yeah, it just all happened at the right time. And my dad always talked because they were there. He always talks about it. He goes, "I remember," and it was years ago. But obviously, mums and dads can see what you're going through probably and they probably saw the relief and the weight lifted off my shoulders when suddenly it was like we're all right we can buy a bit more time here and i got that job at xfm and that was going all right i got on quite a good wage and then obviously ricky and steve came back and again a little bit of luck i was just put with them as a producer to put on the adverts and put in the cds and um for their show and then I used to talk to them and they'd be like, just, you know, do that bit, do that, do that thing you just told us on air. And that straight, I was like, no chance, because I'm having flashbacks of being bollocked at that station in Manchester and being fired. And now, like, you know, rent's not cheap in London. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And they, they were like, no, go on, you're with us. It's all right, don't worry. So slowly, it was like each week, they'd, they'd They'd sort of get me on the show a little bit more, a little bit at a time, just like the odd link and what have you. And then before I knew it, it was like, it was kind of part of that show. And it's uh, it, everything since, it's all gone from that, really. Um, so, yeah, it's a weird, It's it's been an, an odd 
sort of path. But everything from that, from doing the show with Ricky and Steve, I sort of enjoyed radio before that. I started to hate it a little bit when I was with them. They'd just do me head in a little bit. And then all the stuff that's followed, it's never really been the dream. It's just stuff that's come along as a result, as of... A result of that. But I'd still say radio was the, the one dream. The other jobs been like, I've never thought I wanted to do it, but pff, seems interesting. The travel stuff, I was like, I don't want to do that. And it was my girlfriend who was like, look, just do it. You're never going to go to China in your life. You, you, you yeah. don't want to go to China, but do it. You're getting paid to go. They're going to fly. And you're yeah. going to see it. And yeah. you don't have to go again. Yeah. And I remember the first couple of trips, I hated it. I was calling, I called home a couple of times going, how can I get out of this? I had an agent and I was going, oh, what? I can't be doing with this. I hate it. I'm ill. I hate it. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. Did you even say, get me out of this? Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, can we... And you go, you've took some of the money because they give you a bit of an advance, so give it back. I haven't spent any of it. Give it back. Well, you can't. The cameraman's been paid and the director, and there's money already been spent. Well, we've done two shows. Give them them. You can't just give them two shows. It's the seven wonders of the world. You can't do two wonders of the world. And I just like... Ah. And then the girlfriend was like, look, stop stressing, because I was going, oh, this is like trip two. There's another, like, five... I don't want to do it. And she was like, but why are, you, why are you worrying about the others, the other shows, the other trips? Just do, just worry about the one you're on now. Focus on one at a time. One at a time. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. And that's what I did. And before I knew it, it was over. But again, Suzanne's always sort of been there. Just to, She's the one who said about going to London. You know, do it. What's, if it doesn't work out, we can come back. I, I, I do tend to be a... A bit of a pessimist, which I don't think is a bad thing because it's just because it seems like everything I've talked about has worked out, but it hasn't always. But when it doesn't, I kind of go, ah, I knew that was going to happen, so it affects me less. I, I, like I said to you, it's a protection. It affects you less. Yeah, the the, the, the the pessimist in you is preparing you to hit that iceberg yeah, so that definitely. when it does happen, at li- you know, you go, oh, if it happens, you know, happen. well, I knew it. I told you that was going to happen. And sometimes Suzanne's all stressed out and annoyed because something's gone wrong and I, I was ahead of her. I went, I felt like that about three days ago when I was moaning at you <laughs> so stop moaning. Stop, you stop moaning now. You know, you know what I mean? So um, I don't think there's... It annoys me a bit when people sort of go, oh, you're a pessimist. It's like, well, maybe I am, but that's we're not all the same, are we? We have Absolutely. different ways of working stuff out. Um I mean, how did you uh, give it, you know, it's, it sounds like radio is this foundation upon which everything else has been built on, on top of that, you know, that was... Definitely. The... But how do you, how do you, given, you know, it's not like, it's not like you were doing the comedy circuit for 10 years and then you catch your break. It's not like you went to drama school no. so that when you get that break, oh, well, I've, I've been preparing for this for years. How on, how on earth did you cope by, from, from being an unknown guy to yeah. then... I mean, there was a there was a time where oh yeah, you're like the most yeah, talked about like man in the it, country. I, know, I really didn't like it because it's not me. I mean, when I say I know that I'm a pessimist, I also know I'm a bit of a um, what's the word when you don't don't want any fuss and you just kind of I always sit in a corner. I always get in a corner. Yeah. I mean, even now talking to you, I've crammed myself in a corner <laughs> for going to rest. What's it called when you don't want introvert? Introvert, introvert. Yeah, I'm, I am. I am one of them. And I think the reason I liked radio is because it was a way of sort of getting stuff off my head, but talking to myself in a room. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do, yeah. Especially through. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Tonight, yeah. there was no one about in that radio You're probably station. working some stuff through, Just getting, you? working out, chatting what's on my mind, and sometimes people laugh at stuff that I say, and I kind of go, it's not meant to be funny, actually. A bit of a breakdown there, but I'm glad you found some humour <laughs> in it. But, um, but I kind of... That's that's me. It's like sometimes I feel like I've got a lot in my head, but I don't really want to mire the people with it. Um, Suzanne's. It's a great of, northern oh, word that, that, that that's not used in London, mither. Is it not? I don't think so. My granny used to say mither. She's from uh, Lancashire, Yorkshire border, Barn Oldswick. So she used to say moither, but and it's my, my right, like, um, So she'd be like, I'm, I'm moithered to death. Right. So it's like, I don't, I don't want to hassle. People, no, but I, I, the, the word "my" should yeah. be used more. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, such, yeah, a, it's good, it's such nice. a beautiful it's some, word. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't, um, don't want any hassle. Because there's even um, there's a DVD extra on extras where you are filming a scene, and it, it's oh. the, the. But even on that, you 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 make a point of I, I, I want to just sit in the corner. I just want to. Do, yeah. do you remember the bit I mean? And you even say something like, I'm doing that thing where I'm on my phone, but oh, I'm not really on my yes, phone. Oh, yeah, on the extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The day of being a real-life extra. Yeah, I'm not very good at... Um, I'm not the the life... And I mean, I don't go to parties because I don't like the feeling of too many people. I got a little bit better when they sent me on my travels because I had to go to a couple of sort of festivals and things like that where yeah. there's a lot of people or a carnival in Rio or some sort of religious thing in India. But I remember getting really stressed out because I'm not good in large crowds. If I do go to an event, I've got to be up on the edges. Um, so that there's a, a, a metaphorical and literal escape room. Yeah, I think I think it is. I, don't, I just don't like all the... And it annoys me because I know... I know, like, you're meant to enjoy some of these points in your life and in the year, like New Year, where it's all about, you've got to get together, you've got to be with people and celebrate stuff together. And I sort of go, I'd rather not, thanks. And that can come across really like, oh, you miserable bastard. But it's like, no, no we are all different, I'm not. I'll tell we? you what, I could come along, I could come to that party, that's going to be so fucking amazing, but I'm going to hate it and I'm going to ruin it for everyone else because they'll be going, what's up with him? Who's that moody sod in the corner there who's just, like, keeping himself to himself? I don't like it. Yeah. So 
I kind of wish, I wish I could. There's times when I see people who are like, I was watching Antiques Road Trip last night and there was a woman on it just laughing all the time. Laughing at stuff that wasn't funny, but just laughing all the time. So her laugh became a bit redundant because it's like he's just laughing at everything. Yeah. But Suzanne was like, "No, she's happy, isn't she?" I'm going, "I don't never." Well, I, I, and she's going, "Oh no, you're not. I, you're, you're a bit miserable." I'm going, "No, no. Will you stop?" It's just I'm not like that. Is it serotonin? Yeah, ser- serotonin. Yeah, we've all got different levels of that, haven't we? So she's just pumping it out. They've obviously got a lot of it. And and if it's genuine, if that's how much that person is laughing all the time, it's like, that must be amazing. But there's no point me coming in here going, James, because <laughs> he's not real yeah. and it's tiring. I'd be so exhausted. <laughs> I've got a day of this. I've got a day of interviews. So like you said, there's no point bullshitting. There's no point me coming in, pretending I'm something I'm not. And if if I walk out of here and you go, Jesus Christ, that was hard work. He's a moody man. That's the way it is, and a lot of the time I don't go to events and parties because I know I'm a bit like that, and I don't want to ruin it for other people. So rather than going because I've been asked and I end up ruining it, I prefer to go. Thanks and everything, but it's not really my thing. And I'm pretty sure once I'm not there, there they enjoy the party. I'm not on the mind. Everyone's not at that party going. It's a shame Carl didn't turn up. And they don't give a shit that I'm there or not. So I kind of just take myself out of it. And again, it's a bit annoying for Suzanne at times because she's like, "Well, if you're not going, I'm not going." I said, "Well, she, I'm not making that she rule. Quite liked to... I'm not making that rule, though. You can go, but I, I don't want to go because I know that I'll end up annoying you anyway. So we might as well have this argument now about me not going rather than having it later about going but being a moody shit in the corner." Yeah. So, yeah, I wish these times. I wish I was a bit different, but I'm forty-seven now. And I don't think it's going to change. But I mean, also to pick up, I'm, I'm picking someone at random. I don't know him, but but if you think of like Elton John, yeah. him at a party, he's going to work the room. He's going to be laughing. He's going to be. We can't all be. You know, I, I can relate Do to you what you're saying. You reckon? I reckon. I reckon. All right. Well, I have mean, you seen the film Rocket Man? No. Is that a ter- have I picked a terrible example in Elton John? Yeah, because John? he had a big do, and um, all on his land, on his big house, everyone's jollying it up, drinking all the booze that he's paid for. And he's sat in a room having a breakdown. It just goes to show. I literally couldn't have picked a worse person. You've, you've, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it just goes to show, you see, how other people see, see people yes. and go, what a life and soul. Of... And sometimes the happiest people are the ones who go, like, have you heard about John? The, what, the happy fellow? Yeah, he shot himself in the head. Because because he, he hasn't released the sort of the, the, the fed-upness. You've got to let it out. I'm sure we all have it. But like I said, that person on Antiques Road Trip, laughing their head off, looking at antiques. It's not even like he's at a stand-up gig or something and you go, well, I can understand why he's laughing. That's Fair a funny enough. Kevin Bridges is funny. barometers <laughs> and laughing about, you know, the weather. It's just like... And, and I feel myself getting annoyed and I go, this isn't healthy. I should be happy. Are we getting kicked out? Here, do you I don't think so. But I mean, go and... I think that, but, you know. Uh, sorry, go on. No, no, but it's just that. It's just... Um, You've got. It's very hard and dangerous to try and please others, and I think that's where I started when I said about writing sick of it. There's people who probably go, "Oh, you should do more travel," and I kind of go, "That's what you want, but it's not what I want." So maybe that fan has come to the end of the line with me, and maybe they've got to like either listen back to the old stuff that they like or find someone new. But it's very dangerous to do work or anything in life just to please others, because I think it catches up with you. 
and you'll get caught out if you try and please others. I, I mean, there's, there's one thing I think... I can only speak for myself, but I think I speak on behalf of others. One thing a lot of us dream of is retirement, right? Yeah. So we think, oh, I'll be able to retire, retire, retire. Yeah. Um, what often happens is people reach a, an age where they, they have to retire and then, sorry to lower the time, but they, they drop dead because yeah. the work was probably the thing that was keeping them going. So you, I know that you a few years ago... Yeah, had, it on the head. You'd probably thought, great, I don't have to work anymore. Yeah, like I said, to, I've said in this, you know, the um, the the money thing was always there from a young age making money because you need money in life to not so you don't have to rely on others even the boy on the estate knew i've got to, i've got to. Oh, because of that estate it was seeing the people on that estate there's a bloke who lived a couple of houses down called casey and i just saw his life just go to shit in what seemed like three weeks to me but it was probably a year two years and he just didn't have any 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 go in him. It was like, and to be honest, a lot of old school mates and stuff have gone down that route of life's hard, isn't it? I've just got a job I hate, but then it's all right. It's the weekend. I'm going to get leathered, and you know, get get themselves into all sorts of mess. And you just, say, I, I knew I didn't want that. Yeah, I was like, I've, I'm in it. I can see what's going on, and I definitely, definitely don't want this. So it was all like, earn money, earn money. And yeah, you're right, a few years ago, I paid off the mortgage and uh, was like, well, that's it. That's all uh, I've been working for, really, to do that. And um, I think I did six or seven months of nothing. What were you doing? Pottering about. Um, The things I enjoy doing now, but... In between work, it was the bit of gardening, um, uh, cleaning. I love cleaning. Um, Movies? Yeah, gardening, cleaning. Yeah, I'd watch films, um, walks. But it's it's the stuff that you enjoy because sometimes you don't have time to do it. When that's all you've got, you kind of... It's not a novelty anymore. Sure. It's like when you see people on... That program, Place in the Sun, they went to Benidorm once for a week. It was a brilliant holiday, so we're going to live there. It's like it won't be the same. No, it's not a holiday. No, you're living there within six months. You'd be like, God, yes, yeah, yeah, of course. There's always. I mean, I don't think there's the perfect life anywhere. There's always a compromise, I think. But it was that thing of I can't do it. I was driving Suzanne up the wall, you know, just messing, th- messing about with things that didn't need messing with, and um, she was just like, you got to go back to work. Go back to work. But it can be too hard on a. There's some horrendous statistic about uh, divorce rates with with footballers. Cause too the, much time. Well, because the footballer goes from you know, let's say from the age of 18 to 34, training, football, playing, football, training, football, playing. doesn't even barely like, barely sees the wife because he's away at Swansea yeah. or whatever, and then he retires and they're seeing each other all the time, and it's like fucking hell, we didn't even. It's, it's like Big Brother. Didn't even know each other. In a house yeah. with someone. Yeah, it's 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 all about. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Is that why this podcast is called Balance? Because it's, it's a, about life. It's that balance, isn't it? It's uh, everything in life. Too much of it, it ruins it. It's not healthy. Too much of anything, you know, whether it's... I love biscuits, but having two, you kind of go, oh, that was nice, but I was to stop there. You eat a full biscuit, all those biscuits you really loved, but you eat a full packet, you feel down, you feel sick. So it's just... Um, Finding it's that right tricky, balance. yeah, and, and it does worry me because at the same time, when I'm working, I do have a moan as well and a bit of a bit of a breakdown. Like, I can't do this, you know. Like I said, I didn't do well in school. And writing something, 
it's harder for me than it is for most people who are making telly because it's harder for me to work it all out sure. in the head. So I'm like, I can't do this. I shouldn't be doing it. I haven't got the qualifications. Someone else should be doing this who could probably do it better. And Suzanne's just like, oh, can't you always do this? You know this happens every time you get like this over work, but you love it. So just get just back in and get on with it. But it is part of the thing. I do like it. I like the struggle. I mean, they sort of say it's the hard stuff in life that sort of keeps you going and a sense of achievement when you get to the end. That's right. Yeah. The easy stuff. Yeah, it's easy, but what do you get out of that? You're challenging yourself. Nothing. So it's making sure... it Again, it's a balance. I don't want to be one of those people who works all the time where you don't have time to enjoy those walks or me cleaning or, you know, doing the gardening. Sure. But it's nice. It, it, balance. It's balance. Everything's balance. Well, before we go, if 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 this is the end of... Sick of it. Sick of it. What what do you have up the sleeve? I don't know. I'm never... I don't work that far ahead. Um, I kind of like to... Uh, finish something and it's all completely done put away in a box don't have to worry about it anymore and then it's like you hit control alt delete and go right what is it i can do now and you see what comes in see if anyone sort of gives you an idea of something that you might want to do but i've never had a plan apart from that radio show like i said to you the podcast happened because ricky came up with it the travel stuff came about because one of steve's mates who worked in telly sort of came up with it uh, I think um, sick of it came about because I told Sky I didn't want to travel anymore and they said, well, how about writing something? So I've always kind of been guided, but I'm very good at kind of going, yeah or no. I never want to know how much I'd get for that thing anymore because I don't want the money to be the reason to sure. do something. That's right. But but I, I like to sort of just go, let me think about it. And then it's dangerous because... The more I think about something, because I am a bit pessimistic, you can think I can easily out of something, come, can't definitely. You? Yeah. And I always, I, I can feel it when I'm, I start going, oh, yeah, and I've got to pull myself back a bit and go, well, hang on, I, there was something in it that I liked, so let's focus on that rather than the I, shit bit. So I've no idea. I mean, with that in mind, I mean, you know, you think like the Eagles got back together, Fleetwood Mac got back together. Would you, yeah. Rick, would you, Do Ricky and Steve, would you ever get the band back together? But isn't it what when the Eagles got back together? Was it any good? I think so. They called it when hell freezes over because one of them had said, "Would you ever get back together?" And they went, and "Yeah, when, when hell freezes, freezes over. over." I just wonder if things have changed. I mean, one of the things people liked, I think, and it's dangerous to try and work out what it is that people uh, like about you. But I think what they liked about the radio show with Ricky and Steve was that they were sort of on the up. They're just on the office. They're like show busy. And then there's me just there to play in the adverts. And I used to get a bit scared when they were swearing and I'm meant to be responsible for them and I could get the sack here. Yeah. And I think people like that sort of... Um, dynamic. Dynamic, yeah. Say if we go back to it and they can't, I've grown up. I can sort of hold my own a bit more, um, thanks to them. The stuff they put me through did change me and broaden my mind. That, that was Steve's aim with all the travel stuff. And I kind of feel like, I think people will feel a little bit like, uh, yeah, it was good. It's good to know that they're not dead, but um, but they sort of ruined the what he, what I used to like about it. And maybe you know they listen back to it, and it takes them back to the time when they were younger and everything. Whereas 
we'll be sat there talking. They'll go and see a picture of the three of us and go, Jesus, they've aged, haven't they? And suddenly, oh, so have I. And, uh, and, uh, and then suddenly it's, it's not the same. I don't think everything can come back. You know, you watch Top of the Pops 2 or Top of the Pops on BBC4 and you go, oh, it's 1988. Let's watch 1988 and you go, Jesus Christ, what a shit year for music this was. <laughs> but at the time it was good. Yeah. So, yeah, and, you know, Derek B, the rapper, he used to think he was quite cool. And he came around and go, what a shit rap this is. I love the beat on the street. And you kind of go, turn it off. So uh, sometimes you just have to leave. I saw Brother Beyond. It was shocking, this song they did. These stupid jeans on. And at the time, it was like, yeah, Brother Beyond. They, they were so cool, weren't yeah, they? Yeah. They were so cool. And it, it just, you look back and you, you can't go back. You can't always go back. And I prefer people to say, oh, it'd be brilliant if you lot got back together and did a podcast. I prefer them to keep that in their head, that that would be amazing. Then the thought of it being it, amazing. Which is what I said at the start about a dream. Don't achieve your dream and that. It's, it's the same thing. It's but, the same point, isn't it? But I guess the dynamic would, would be different. So, like, you know, Phil Collins used to play drums in Genesis, then becomes the lead singer. So if, if you... <laughs> I don't I. <laughs> you feel good. Phil Collins, just because he's got a little round, round bald head. I love Phil, I love Phil right, Collins. Yeah, right. what, I mean, what I mean is, you're, if you did get it back, the dynamic would be different. You would hold your own more. Yeah, but is that what people liked about it? I, I, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, it could happen because it's so easy, isn't it? It's so easy. You've yeah. just got to have a bit of time and three mics, and, and it doesn't. And it's not live. We could do it and see how what it's like. But there'd be a lot of pressure on it. I imagine even going in and going, let's just see what happens. We didn't know when we started doing podcasts. We didn't know if that was going to work or not. When I did the travel stuff, I didn't know people were going to be... I just did it because it's like, oh, I'll take the money, it's on Sky. And at that point, not many people had Sky. It's like, oh, no one will see it. Great. And then suddenly it's like, shit, people are watching it. It's one of the most most successful shows in Sky's history, isn't it? But that's what I'm saying. Suddenly you sit down, there's a different pressure. You know, there's, there's, there's something there that the past... And you're going, will we live up to what we did? And sometimes that's why you've got to move on, because it's very hard to do something when you know something was successful. Sure. So um, I don't know, though. I'm not going to say never, because they say you shouldn't, but he's slim, I think. In fact, that's why that's why that Bond movie was called Never Say Never Again, because I think Sean Connery had said never. Oh, is that right? I think so. It's, be ju- it's true. It's true. People say, go in the jungle. I'm a celebrity. I know for a fact... That's never going to happen. Mate, so let's get that out there. Do it. It's never yeah. going to happen. So I know that. That's one one cert. Yeah. Um, why would you? Do, I mean, why would you? Because I, I look at Ian Wright. I love Ian Wright. And I'm, you know, what? I, I don't even. I, don't, I haven't watched it for about three series. I mean, we, I didn't have so with Ian Wright. He's from a. I'm from a single nice parent. Fella, isn't he? Single parent working. Work, single parent family working class. I relate. I love him so yeah. much. He's successful, and I just think, why? why are you putting yourself through that? I man? mean, some people say, oh, I did it because I actually want the experience. And I'm kind of like, well, it's not really real, though, is it? Go go to the jungle yeah. if you want to go, and yeah. have a wonder. And if you get sick of it, you can go, you know what, I'm going to go home. It's not what I thought. But to be trapped... And the mercy of the edit, where, they, where you well, can come across it. like yeah, a could be, punk, Yeah, yeah there's that. That's quite scary, isn't it? But um, I'm also a big lover of like insects and that, and I don't like the way... People stand on them and all that. Sure. I'd, I'd be walking around saying, "Watch where you stand." Yeah, You've yeah, just yeah. done on a fucking. You're just teaching it. Yeah, what? exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. So that's that's the main reason I could never do it, and I don't want to be stuck in a small place with, you know, people you Sunita might not like. or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I've, I've never met her, but just just being trapped. Have they repeatedly approached you or taking it? 
ages ago, and I, I said no, and I think they know now. I think they, and and I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm too good for it. It's just that situation no, just not, of I, not my bag. But I'm it always surprises me when people send me messages going, "Go in the jungle, go in the jungle." It's like, God, you you really don't know me. Yeah, you think you know me, but that that is never going to happen. Um, that is not me. What makes you think that I'd want to be in there, sort of stuck? It's just it annoys me a bit because it's like, oh, I kind of thought because of all the stories and thoughts and emptying my mind that people would understand where I'm coming from. And then they go, go in the jungle, mate. It'll be top bants. And it's like, don't, oh, I don't even know, don't ever think I'm into any sort of bants. That is so not me. It's like, how can you have listened to all the podcasts and shows and and think that I'm that kind of, it'll be a right laugh. I'd love to have a drink in a pub. We, don't go in a pub. I don't go in pubs. I don't, if I do, it's lunchtime when, when it's dead. Not Friday night. It's my idea of hell. Karaoke, yes, please. I know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Have we got a worm? Carl, Rock mate, um, we could, I, I tell you what, mate, I could have, I could have done this across 20 episodes. That was, yeah, it was, uh, uh, that was I wonderful. was struggling. When I, when I first sat down to you, I said, oh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I've said everything I have to say, but we've managed it, haven't we? Carl, that was, to say. that was amazing. Thank you so much. No cheers from me on, James. It was good. Huge and heartfelt thank thanks to Carl. That was, that was so wonderful. And as I say, what a perfect way to start the new year. I'm so sorry. That sounds like I'm pausing to burp. <laughs> You are correct. So what you shouldn't do, drink sparkling water before recording the outro of a podcast. I probably should delete this and start again, but um, I'm pretty stubborn. Uh, huge thanks to Carl. As I say, sick of it, out 10th of January. And huge thanks to the people who made that uh, that happen. It was so lovely to chat with him. Um, you know, Regular listeners will know what I'm going to say next. Please spread the word. Tell your friends. Um, a five-star review, a positive write-up helps like you would not believe. If this is your first episode, check out the back catalogue. Ramesh Ranganathan, Lee Mack, Ricky Gervais, Regina King, Oscar winner, Patricia Arquette, Oscar winner, Dame Jess Ennis, and many, many more. Fern Cotton. I shouldn't have started naming the names because I won't be able to stop. I'll stop now. Thank you for everything as always. We are across the socials at Balance LDN. Our website is balance.media. I am at James Gill Comedy. Drop us an email, podcast at balance.media. Or for sales, it's sales at balance.media. Thank you again to Carl, and uh, I know you'll enjoy Sick of It. Take care. Thank you. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 